0: Let me ask you a question. What comes to mind when you hear the word travel? Exotic locations, adventure, different cultures, or maybe you imagine kicking it on the sandy beaches of the world with great food, friends, and those drinks with little umbrellas in them we all conjure up something different and i believe the humans have an innate desire to explore new and exciting places but for some it's not always that simple in the past african americans have a hesitation and a bit of skepticism when it comes to traveling around the world oftentimes questions of Will I be accepted? Is it safe? Is there a proliferation of guns and police ready to kill me on sight like it is in the U.S.? These and other questions swirl around in our heads. There are little more than 16% of the population in the U.S. owns a passport. Even fewer African Americans do. But in spite of... All of that, I recently discovered there is a growing trend among African Americans to find a different way to use their skills as they seek a better lifestyle in this vast globe. These are their stories and experiences as we keep it 100 and have some real talk about what they've discovered about racism, culture shock and themselves while traveling and working abroad and hopefully dispel some of the myths and clarify the realities of traveling the world while black. Today's episode, we virtually travel around the world to Da Nang, Vietnam, and talk to Ms. Jazzy Moss. Two years ago, she couldn't even leave Pennsylvania without permission from her probation officer. She served 15 weeks in jail and 60 days house arrest. She is now living freely and fully, traveling the world full-time. How did she do it? Check it out. About yourself. Where'd you come from? Um, I'm from Los
1: Angeles, but before leaving, I was living in Houston, Texas, um, right before Hurricane Harvey. Yeah, we left. Oh so right wow. Right after. Yeah, uh, we had already planned to leave, but um, Hurricane Harvey hit, so we were, um, we had to stay an extra week. But yeah, we were we left right after that.
0: Mm, mm.
1: So who's we? Um, my husband
0: and i oh okay all right super so how did you end up in vietnam in vietnam well Um, i should say southeast asia because i'm not going to just say that that's the only place yeah yeah, we've gone throughout
1: southeast asia um we started when we first left we started in mexico um because of the six month visa and was close to home and so Um, Just to kind of get our feet wet, we started somewhere safe and we always wanted to come to Southeast Asia But the visa situation was much different than Mexico Um, So after nine months in Playa del Carmen, we just decided to go on down to um, Bali and I did a lot of writing there and um, Yeah, we just kind of decided to come on out this way and explore Southeast Asia because of the cost of living It's so cheap, but it's good Wi-Fi in a lot of places, it's nomads, the digital nomads working from our computer. So um, yeah, we just kind of came after living in Mexico for nine months. We were like, okay, we've been doing this long enough to where we felt confident enough to come way over here. So it's been quite the experience.
0: Hmm, okay, so what when you were back in the States, what did you, what did you do in the States? Um, I
1: started to do health coaching online, and I was a brand ambassador for Bacardi and different health uh, brands. And my husband was an electrician. Uh um, But his passion was art. So he's an artist. And um, yeah, we just decided like, hey, I think we could kind of take our talents on the road and do that anywhere, you know. Um, So that was kind of what we decided to do. Health coaching, I can kind of do that online, you know, using zoom or sites and things like that and blogging or whatever so um yeah we just kind of took the leap or initially we were only going to stay for six months so so we saved enough money for six months to live abroad and then we were going to go back home and you know save money and go back out and try to do six months out of the year but after three months we were just kind of like i think this is really what most people are looking for you know a life like this and we think that we have to accomplish so much more when maybe it's just getting out of our comfort zones to do it. Um, the US dollar goes so much further. So we are like, okay, wow, you know, maybe like we don't have to be multimillionaires to have a beachfront, you know, place and, you know, drink coconuts at 12 p.m. It's just about going somewhere that that's cheaper. And then utilizing the internet, which is an amazing tool, you know, um, that's changing the world. So it's just kind of like using these things to our advantage and putting our
0: skill sets to to use so well, that's that's interesting so what i want to say what planted that seed when you were back in the states because um, usually okay so usually you know the 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 deal it's uh, you know you go to school you get out and you do you know you go to college and then you find a job to pay off all the debt yeah. you did in college. And so what planted that the seed in your in y'all's head to say we going we we have skills that we can take out and we that we can do outside of the states.
1: Um, well for me I think that
0: I've never had a well I know I
1: haven't had a traditional upbringing. So my foundation wasn't as solid as having this, you know, structure somewhere and believing that that was the ideal life. You know, my mom was on drugs and my dad was, you know, these so I would go to my mom, I would be with her for a while, be with my dad, maybe with my aunt somewhere. So I feel like even as a child, I was like maybe a nomadic without even realizing that. So it wasn't like I had this strong, you know, foundation there at home where I was like, okay, this is where I need to be. And also I was on um, probation for five years and house arrest for a DUI in Philadelphia. And so, like that, losing my freedom um, kind of taught me really what it was. So that when I was done with that, um, I knew anything else was my own thinking, you know, because when you actually cannot do something legally, it's different than when you're telling yourself you can't do something, right? So, losing my freedom kind of gave me that
0: reminder that,
1: like, no, like I can't, I can really go anywhere, you know. Cause things were presenting themselves when I was on probation and couldn't legally leave. So um, when I had that opportunity, I was like, yo, I'm going to live freely and fully, like nothing else is going to hold me back because I have had that time where I could not leave, you know, or being in jail. You're like, wow, like, this is really like, you know, being stuck or not having that freedom. So we say that it's our job or you know, no one else has done it. All that other stuff is is bull crap once you have really actually, you know, lost your freedom. So I think that was really that nudge I needed was losing it. So I was like, yeah, when I'm done with this, I'm traveling. You know, I want to see the world. I want to do the things that I want to do. And I don't think I have to wait um, until I'm retired or until I've, you know, acquired different things. It was just like acquiring my freedom was enough. And um, we saw my husband actually was following his friends on Instagram, which is another plug of the internet and how you see things that, you know, other people are doing and it kind of sparks things. Um, He had a couple that he knew from LA and they were, they had done their things and moved and were living in Guatemala at the time. And they were using the hashtag when are we all going on strike? And I think him going to work every day and then seeing that he's like, yo, when am I going on strike, you know? um and i knew it i was like one day he's going to come home like yo i don't want to do this anymore as an electrician a black man in america and you know being frightened just driving to work every day or you know wondering if you're going to get home safely and um and not because of gangs but because of the police you know so that kind of living like that was just like wow you know what are we doing here um so I think that those kind of things sparked those ideas. And then I saw another friend of mine who came. Uh, actually, I was doing body butters and things. And she gave me a lot of her products because she was leaving and moving to Southeast Asia. And I went over there to pick up her things and she was getting rid of everything. And um, she's a single mom living leaving with her son. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. You know, selling all her stuff and, you know, leaving. And I was just like, wow, you know, if these people can do it, I think that you know we
0: can't we can't too so that, that that's is, really
1: what it. yeah uh,
0: that's an amazing that's an amazing story um that's an amazing story because you don't think about as you said with your personal experience you don't know, we in the u.s you banty the word freedom around all the time but people really don't know what it is until they don't have it, yeah. <laughs> and, and then, right. and then, what happens once you, as you said, once you were done with it, that sparks said, you know what? Let me, let me bounce <laughs> because yeah. I, I know there. I'm gonna as you, I, and I love the word, the phrase you use that you made a decision to live fully, um, and not wait until. You know, somebody says that you have to "quote unquote" retire. You retired yourself in a way because you you don't have any constraints on your income, on your um, borders. (laughs) You know, you don't really have borders, so that is the ultimate freedom. I'm I'm I love that. I really like that. So, talk to me about the the health coaching um, part of what you were of what you are doing how are you um, I'll say cultivating that into a, an, an income stream that allows mm-hmm. you to su- sustain yourself
1: yeah um well again utilizing social media um, to stay in front of and show my lifestyle I think that is a, a big part of it people see that you're able to show hey this is what I do and um, so many of us are suffering from different ailments, and a lot of it comes from our life. A large lump in my throat for years, it was from 2007 to 2013, and we didn't know what it was. I was getting CAT scans in my eyes, and they are giving me expensive medicine, they wanted to remove it, even though they didn't know what it was, but they are going to cut on me anyway, which was not I really wasn't comfortable with that. And so I um, started to kind of research, and I was watching the infomercial, and David Wolf came on. And, That that you know a lot of us are overfed but undernourished
0: yeah i love david wolf
1: yes yes he's awesome so he's changed my life and um yeah once i kind of started to research the foods or the things that we call food and the things we were putting into our bodies and high fructose corn syrup and just processed foods and I gave them up and within a few weeks the lump was gone and I was amazed mm-hmm. by that. I had gotten a neutral bullet and just started, you know, blending things and consuming more live foods and totally gave up processed foods. If it came in a bag or box, I didn't touch it and um, was gone. And I was totally amazed by that, how I had gone to doctors and after doctors. I mean, and I had this lump for years and it was very noticeable. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. looked like an Adam's apple. Um, I would wear a scarf to cover it, and I lived in Houston, so it was hot, <laughs> you know, so trying to <laughs> cover up this lump, you know, so people don't think I, I'm a man or something. Um, it was, yeah, it was pretty embarrassing, but the fact that I was able to heal myself naturally, um, people were just inspired, you know, by that story and just kind of sh- showing and sharing my lifestyle. And um, I decided to go to school and do holistic health and wellness for that. and. Yeah, just kind of showing my lifestyle being able to do health retreats in mexico and have another one coming in bali you know just focusing on holistic health and wellness and how we can incorporate uh, meditation and you know plant-based lifestyles and to heal ourselves of right. diabetes and you know cancers and things like that and so um yeah just the power of social media and just showing my lifestyle has gotten me clients to kind of you know that want to get off blood pressure medicine or Mm. just, you know, live more fully or freely or change their mindset, whatever, just focusing on holistic health. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been a great way to, you know, have a stream of income and also teach English online. Oh, you do.
0: Okay. Do, did you connect with a, a company or you just, um, I just.
1: Yeah, I kind of applied online. My friend I met when in Mexico, other and that's another thing. We when you kind of do things you want to do, you'll meet other people. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, doing the same thing. And sometimes, like when we were home, we had no idea the ways that we would make money. Right. But when you put yourself in those environments, you meet other people and you gain resources that way. And someone told me. And I always thought, well, I don't te- I don't know another language. How could I possibly teach, you know, English if I wouldn't want me to know Chinese or Spanish?
0: And you don't at
1: all. Um, you take a certificate that I got online on Coupon for five bucks, and um, it's already paid for itself. Really? <laughs> it's Wait a minute. Time. Hold on.
0: Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Go back. Go back. It it costs how yeah.
1: much? It was five dollars. And sometimes you know you may get a deal for twenty, but mine was five dollars for this course. And it's something that people will offer and you. And I think some of the Tesla um, certificates are a thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, so, I was gonna say, kept, gonna say like, I kept I. Yeah. Yeah, I constantly heard, you know, I think it was the, so what do you call it, Tefla, is T-F-L-A or something like that?
1: Yeah, there's Tefla, Tesla, and they're basically all teaching English as right, a second language. Right, right,
0: but I've um, always yeah. heard it was like a couple of thousand dollars. Um, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: some people do, they leave and take that, yeah, but I, I took it online on Bond for $5, and I've been working online since then, and... <laughs> Um, I really believe, too, Like that's why it's difficult not to to believe in the law of attraction, like you put something out there, you believe it, and if we continue to think that something is too difficult, then it will be, so it's too difficult for us to even do the research or to think that, or we're just blocking it from even um, presenting itself to us, so I think if we just kind of remain open to things and possibilities and say what we want, then um the opportunities will present themselves and it's crazy because my numerology number says teaching 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 and i kept saying i'm not about to be some stressed out teacher and so you know i think it's easy to smile, you know when i saw teaching like what but you know sometimes we have no idea what you know is in store for us and we are only allowing ourselves to see what's in front of us you know instead of just remaining open because i would have never thought that someone would pay me to teach english online and that i would be able to
0: do that and
1: live abroad um, on my
0: own terms you know um, this is this is yeah. exciting this is is exactly what i wanted to know and hear and what i want to um get out to other people that you do not have to be miserable <laughs> uh no, you, don't. you know you don't have to be you really don't um talk to me about what is life like in Vietnam because I'm going I'm going to be really honest when I first started hearing people talk about going to Southeast Asia now I've I've been to well I've been to Thailand and I remember I remember us going on this on it's like a canoe or boat and we were oh gosh, I can't remember the name of the river, but anyway, I remember someone saying, oh yeah, this reminds me of Vietnam, and so because I'm old, when I hear Vietnam, I hear it's a whole different mindset, right, because right, I think about right. the war, and so my yeah. I, my mind is like, why would people want to go to Vietnam, but I keep seeing all this, so what is what is life mm-hmm. like for you there? Um, it's interesting. Um, there's lots of.
1: I live in Da Nang, which is why I came here. We were in Thailand for the spring and season, um, so I wanted to come somewhere and be back by the water, especially after living in Mexico and being by the water. I was like, okay, I definitely like being by the beach. Right. Um, but yeah, it's very nice. It's it's beautiful here. They um, do stare a lot more than in Thailand, but they're very nice. But people come up to me and touch my hair and ask me if it's real and. Um, I don't know that, and I didn't know that until I posted it on Facebook, and uh, a Vietnamese woman told me, like, "Oh, they're asking you, your hair right. is real." Um, but they stare and they laugh, and um, you know, the food sometimes is interesting. I'm plant-based, so I eat a lot of, um, I don't eat a lot of the meat here that they do. You know, have a lot of pork and and things. So um, sometimes I'm, you know, it can be interesting trying to find something. But I have a kitchen, so I buy lots of fruit and I eat fruits and those. You know, get okra and stuff in the market, but um, I think it's a beautiful place. You know, it's quite the experience being like an oddball out. I think as, as Americans, we kind of take advantage of the melting pot that we have. You know, so when I walk down the street and people are looking and laughing and you know, asking me questions or taking photos or wanting to take photos with me, I remember that okay, like, yeah, I've seen Vietnamese people. You know, I remember having Asian students at my school from first grade to through high school, you know, but these people have maybe never left their their neighborhood, you know, or right. never come across a black person or people that look like us, you know, we look completely different. I mean, even other foreigners are kind of similar, like the Koreans that come here, you know, or right. foreigners, but they sometimes don't even recognize that these are, you know, different or they don't look as different as we do. I mean, our right. hair is completely different even white people that come here they have similar you know features and hair so it's just you know embracing the opportunity to even be able to um, explore different cultures where other people may not have that same um you know advantage so yeah
0: i think yeah, it's that's just, you know our mindset and how we
1: look at things you know right. because it couldn't be overwhelming but it's just like okay i'm fortunate to even do
0: that. yeah that's interesting i do remember this <coughs> is angus it's- been a while, I think it was about 30 years ago, when I was in Thailand. But I do remember one of the things I appreciated, appreciated when I came back is that everybody looked different. Because when I was in Thailand, yeah. everybody I mean, it was like the same everybody. hair color, the same hair yeah. length, everything was the yes. same. Yes. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, OK, this is, this is good seeing difference. <laughs> Being back in right the
1: different
0: people again. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's good because I've also heard um, some people, some women in particular, uh, have found offense when the Asians would want to touch their hair or, or ask them questions. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the things I wanted to convey to people is that it's not racism it's right. curiosity it's as you mm-hmm. said um they're not used to this they're you look totally yeah. different so and, and this is and them trying to experience you right
1: and we take a lot of what uh, we bring a lot of that uh trauma our american trauma with us and yeah. i think that it we kind of shut down with it a lot of times instead yes. of you know we're hurt and it's kind of like you have to remember that you know, it, everyone isn't against us, and I'm, right. I'm just being around the world and hearing our music everywhere. I'm like, okay, you know, people want us to believe that people don't really jive with us, or they think these things of us when they're digging us. <laughs> and at the end of the day, we're beautiful people. We're very interesting people. We're, you know, um, I mean, yeah. I mean, we build a lot of the culture around the world. So when they see us, they are staring. They do want to touch us. They do want to take pictures with us, but we have such hurt and you know uh, trauma from the states and the way that we're treated there that we, we it, it's difficult to see
0: that it's and, like, um, like we have ptsd yeah that is
1: then another thing we have to remember is like we wear a lot of false hair or fake hair and extensions and we these and things and forget that this stuff comes from uh, from china so they see it they know about it and so yes they're asking if our hair is artificial and a lot of times it is <laughs> Our braids and shit, and they'd be mad when people ask them if this, this is real or not. And I mean, it's a question. I was in Thailand and there's a whole booth where they do dreadlocks and they're fake dreadlocks. Okay. So when they see my hair, they're like, oh, is this real? Because, you know, maybe it's their cousin or maybe they own a shop and they've seen hair like this that's not real, you know, right. on them, them, and us. So we'll, I think we got to stop and be more open-minded and less, you know, um, offended by these things and know like, hey, like everyone isn't with malice with things. Um, It can be overwhelming, but it's like, you know, it's like a museum. You see something beautiful, you stop, you look at it um but yeah i think it's just how you how you look at it you can make it a a negative thing and if so then yeah, it's gonna feel negative right
0: right did you have you learned other language have you learned any other language yet or just um i know yeah i know nine words in spanish
1: um and a a few words in in thai which i want to go back to thailand and actually do the language skills and Vietnamese is so difficult. Even when I do try, they still they act like they don't know what they're saying. They're not acting; they don't know what they're no. <laughs> so, um A little bit, a little bit. Oh God! Well, look, but not enough to, to check it on an application, right? Well enough. So, but enough to say, hey, I, I've been there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. That is that. That's that's good. Yeah. I I was taking Spanish in Colombia. Um. And I told, but I told somebody, I'm like, I'm scared to go back to the U.S. because they'll try to deport me if they hear me speaking another language. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Isn't that sad, right? It is, it is. It is. It is totally sad. I'm like, oh, God. And that's me. your home. That's where you should feel, right. at, you exactly. know, home, welcome, and safe, and uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just, nah, nah, so. It's, it's so, not a, it's not happy so do you feel one of the things you mentioned was obviously being back being in the states there was always a concern if once you walked outside your door if you were going to return safely how do yeah. you how do you feel in 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 southeast asia i mean do you, are there um I don't know, violent concerns there or crime um, concerns there?
1: No, my biggest concern sometimes is if my hair is too wild, if it's going to cause attention, you know, like uh, too much attention that day. But other than my health, my safety is not a thing at all. I don't ever feel unsafe. I'm walking home, you know, without my husband, riding a bike somewhere. I don't ever feel unsafe. Um, I can't even remember the last time I've seen a police officer here. Um, and to say what it wasn't in a matter that is like you know uh, intimidating you know right. it's just like you know that they're here to protect and serve so i don't i feel that way at, at all you know i feel like a complete person i feel respected and admired and seen but i don't i don't feel unsafe
0: here that is all. that's that's really cool yeah at all So one question I I always ask everyone um, because I have found the answers to be fascinating. And so I'm going to ask you, what do you think the difference is between an immigrant and an expat? (laughs) Um, I think
1: that an expat is someone I guess with privilege to call themselves an expat because I think we all are immigrants and yeah uh immigrant has left somewhere their native land for a better life and i think that's what we're all doing is we've left our native land for a better life and um expats are usually i guess people with with, you know they either retired or have more money and that's why they call themselves expats but really we're all immigrants it goes hand in hand um you know some people think that it is a privileged word but to know if you still know that an expat is an immigrant then you know that it's still a rose. at the end of the day it's like somebody that ain't from where they at <laughs>
0: uh, the, <coughs> it has been really fascinating some of the um responses that i've gotten and at this point it's uh, your response has been pretty common <laughs> you know yeah, that seems yeah. to be the, the the through line at least in the in the person's head now i've what i have not done is literally like looked it up in the dictionary yeah but, mm-hmm. but the impression that people have tends to be more of what you said than than not yeah uh so do you ever think you'll come back or do you think you'll stay? um i come back for my book tour and things well, like that <laughs> yeah i should have rephrased that to you think you'll come back to live Yeah, i don't think
1: to live no um there's so many places in the world to, that i haven't seen yet and um even when we do settle down i think it'll be somewhere off the coast of mexico or somewhere you know maybe in south america but i don't see myself living living in uh in the, in the states, states you're like, that's it, I'm done. I- yeah. Once you realize like we've been brainwashed to believe that that's the greatest places in the world and you get out there and you're like, oh wait, like this is, everything isn't, you know, it's destitute or it's, it's you know, I remember telling my husband, hey, we're gonna meet, move it to Mexico. So, you know, take cold showers because they may not have hot water or don't turn the air, the AC on, we may have, you know, a fan and our quality of life is actually improved. So, yeah, I'm not missing
0: anything. <laughs> now I I will say this. I, I just spent <clears throat> the last six months in Medellin, Colombia.
1: Oh yes.
0: And um I that was the only thing that I did miss. Meaning yeah, I mean well, I didn't have to take cold showers. Well, in the apartment I ended up in, I didn't have to take cold showers. In a couple of the of yeah. the Airbnbs. they did not have hot water in the shower and so and they air conditioning is just I don't I don't understand it's like you're in a tropical place why do you not have air conditioning Uh they Uh (laughs) they don't and so I had a fan but um I totally loved it and in fact I just did a um I just did a video about the Things that I enjoyed about it, and one of the thing, other things I enjoyed about it was the fact that I did not stand out. Everybody looked like me. Yeah, it, was, it right. was because of the combinations of the people, so I didn't. Yes, stand. Yes. the only time I stood out right, is when yes. I talked because I couldn't speak Spanish. Yeah. That's the only reason they knew I was not from the states. Um, right, right, right. But uh, but yeah, I, I I totally get it, and I'm glad you mentioned Mexico because I've seen again like with the stereotypes that we have is oftentimes people are afraid to go to Mexico because they think there's nothing but drug cartels and that it's very right, right, right and so I'm glad you mentioned that because it doesn't seem like you had you, know, you had that issue you know no no I think and it depends on like what you're involved
1: in you know um, but for us, it, it wasn't, and I don't know, maybe because I'm from South Central LA, so I'm like, hey, we have games. Like, and my mom was like, and my aunts are like, hey, be careful. I'm like, well, you be careful, too, because you live in South Central, you know, your games, like the Bloods in the Crips or in Baltimore or in Texas, they're like, oh my gosh, but for us, we see them or we, you know, know that they go to school and we know that they do other things. We know that they have car washes and stuff, so... They're involved in the community we don't look at them but that's their cartel as well so I think when you
0: that's true you know, you're you know, you're
1: not familiar with something that's scary if you're saying that's scary but you're familiar with it it doesn't you know I mean, you don't look at it the same way and you don't realize that other people view it like the cartel um, they're not familiar with it so it's just fear and I just have known like hey don't don't project your fears on me because you know, yeah I, I live fully and freely and i think that our fears of things that we have no idea about um, that is keep us from living you know i think be yeah. in tune with yourself and listen to your intuition and know that that's your compass and that it'll keep you safe and, be, and don't be dumb but or naive but at the same time you can't just you know, let fear exactly keep you, you know from doing things
0: well i'm gonna tell you this this has been very enlightening i i I, mean, I really do i so appreciate you sharing this i'm glad we finally got together Yes, <laughs> you. After going through all of this, um t- i want you to tell one more time about your health mm-hmm. coaching like if someone needed to talk to you how can they do it so i can make sure to okay know. yeah i have a site
1: like, basically and it's um i do Health coaching and lifestyle coaching as well. Um, so it's Black Digital Nomad. If anyone is interested in living Black. abroad or becoming a, a nomad or gaining uh, location independence, I do offer consultations for that as well as master classes, and I offer um, wellness coaching as well. So um, that's all on my site, Black Digital Nomad. Okay,
0: Black Digital Nomad. That is so yes, awesome yes, yes. I am, i'm mm-hmm. so glad i'm so glad that like i said that we finally got together that you definitely you know that you shared yes. this because that's the hope my whole goal for doing the podcast and doing the show because i want people to know that there there is a life outside of the u.s <laughs> <It> really, <laughs> yes there's a beautiful life yeah and and i I don't care what anybody says. This is not the most exceptional place, especially if you are a person of color. But even though if you're a person of color, you probably already know that. <laughs> right. So, um, <clears throat> but but the other main thing is to get people to get outside of their comfort zone and right. go and explore, because even if you do stay in the U.S., if you explore. Then you'll have a contrast. You'll have a broader perspective on what other people, what whatever, what it's like. And right. I, I try to encourage people to, you know, go cruise if you want to, but you know, go go really go do something because going on the right, cruise, right? Yeah, immerse and it, yourself in the right. yeah. Exactly. Go immerse yourself. About you about know, about. those yeah. those are all. In, than <laughs> yes exactly you know
1: those all-inclusives the, the refrigerator magnet places look like you know and the shot glasses place so that's what you see when you get off of the the, the cruise ship there's so much more than that immersing yourself in the culture right? And exactly. i mean, i sat across the street from my place yes a few weeks ago when i first got here and ate watermelon roasted watermelon seeds with vietnamese women and we couldn't speak to each other but it was quite the experience i didn't even know that you could eat roasted watermelon seeds for one <laughs> but you know (laughs) those kind of things you know they're beautiful experiences and yeah they're they're priceless and that i think is another way to acquire so much knowledge too is to really get out here and experience the
0: world and not just read about it yeah ah this is awesome so Oh, this is, this is really, really good. So I do. I appreciate this. Thank you, Jazzy. I, I really, really do appreciate yes, it. Anyway, all right, girl, I will let you go. Thanks again, and I will okay, be talking well, to you. you. Yes. Okay. I'll soon. okay all right. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you, Jazzy, for keeping it real. I love the phrase living fully and freely. That's what we all should aspire to do. By the way, if you'd like to learn more about teaching English overseas and getting certified like Jazzy, just check out the show notes for the Groupon link and more details on our blog. Also, to catch up with Jazzy, make sure you check out her website, blackdigitalnomad.com, and learn how she can help you live fully and freely, too. Are you an African-American expat, digital nomad, or retiree living abroad who'd like to share your story? If so, drop me an email at monetizeyourtravel at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. That's it for our show this week, world travelers. Make sure you... Pop that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode as we globe trot around the world, bringing you more stories from those who have taken a different path toward living on their terms. Until next week, this is GTB with Traveling the World Wild Black. Peace.